We have a little Tigers theme song. We're all behind our baseball mm. team because. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, We're all behind our baseball team, and our baseball team is behind pretty much everybody else. <laughs> I don't know what the final count was, but somewhere just shy of 30 games out of <laughs> out of first place in their division, or under 500, rather. Mm-hmm. And uh, that would be even worse than that. For a year that everybody expected that September and October might be exciting, Something really went wrong. Obviously, the uh, ge- the uh, general manager was fired in the middle of it. Dan Dickerson saw it from beginning to end. Dan, I dare say that you thought that uh, this was a potential playoff team. We have the tape. We're not going to play no, it, know, though. I was just hoping you wouldn't. No, I was trying to remember exactly how I put it, because your question was, this season will be a disappointment if, and then I had to fill in the blank. Yeah. So at least I didn't predict playoffs, but I said if they're not playing for something in September, I think was yeah. my answer. And uh, so uh, I am now officially Mitch out of the prediction business. <laughs> <laughs> well, if 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 that nullifies you, then so are a lot of other people because a lot of people, including experts, not just the the Homer kind of Detroit thing that happens in any town, but there are a lot right. of national experts that thought that the Tigers are finally going to come the, around. Team on the upswing. What happened? Yeah. Um, boy, I, I would, I mean, certainly the pitching injuries, yes, but I really actually start with the offense. Um, just because when it, it started poorly a year ago, they picked it up in May and they actually had about a 95 game stretch last year where they played, you know, they had a average, almost four and a half runs a game league average, a little better. It was quite a good offense for a while. And then it tailed off the end this year started slow and they just never got on track. And it ended up being a historically bad offense. So for all the pitcher injuries, of course, we know that part of the story. But I really go to the hitting first because when you game after game fall behind by a run or two, and this really was the case, you're down by two runs and you felt like once you got to a certain point in the season, they were not going to come back. And they usually did not. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that, it just, that feeling pervades on the whole, the whole team. Mm. And, you know, when they got this little hot streak going at the end, AJ made the point all year long. We are a different team when we play with the lead. So it just it felt like that that had this effect on the entire team. I thought the pitching, you know, for all the injuries, the bullpen, there were some good stories out of that. I thought Chris Fetter did a remarkable job with 16, 17 different starting pitchers. Um, but the offense, and then you looked up, you know, midseason, and there was days when the lineup had five, six, seven. There was a day with eight different guys with a four-to-one, five-to-one strikeouts to walks. And this is exactly what Scott Harris, the president of baseball operations, is going to address. You want to know what kind of moves are going to make this winter? Look for guys who are going to make contact. They're going to control the strike zone. They're going to make hard contact. And you just can't have a bunch of low-walk, high-strikeout guys in your lineup. And our lineup was full of it top to bottom. Do you think the strike had anything to do with it this year? Because nobody had Offense is down in the American League. National League, it actually stayed about the same. Um, I, I don't think there's any question that short and spring training affected a lot of things, and I'll go right to pitcher injuries for that. Um, it did. Yeah, I think it did. And I, I would hope that baseball learned something from that. You, you just can't cut 21 days off spring training and say everybody should be able to be ready in about half the time. All right, well, <laughs> let, me, let me ask you about some specifics, all right? Eduardo Rodriguez spent a lot of money on him. I still don't know what the hell he was gone for for all that time. But you, you, you got to point at that kind of thing. It's like, wait a minute, you're going to go, you're going to go 
get a free agent, and then he's got an unexcused absence from school for God knows how long until he finally came back. That could not have helped matters on the on the pitching rotation. No, no, that was a family situation. I mean, sometimes life intrudes, right? And I think the only strange part of that for the team was there was just no communication for the longest time. And I think that's the part that had everybody a little bit, you know, upset. Let's face it. I mean, yeah. there was no communication. He was unreachable and versus, okay, this is a family issue. This is going to take some time. And then in constant communication, just letting the team know what was up. Do we have any idea that probably... what, what that was? What's that? What, what that was, what was the family situation? Uh, I, I don't know much of the details, except it was it was serious, and it was you know I think it uh, the, I really don't know the the details, but it, it was you know it was something he had to take care of. He had to be there in person to address involves you know his marriage and kids. So um, that's that's all that that I know. All right, what about the what about the young kids? Uh, you know who are all were supposed to have uh, great years: Riley Green, Spencer mm-hmm. Torkelson. Talk about some of them. So Riley Green, I, I think if you watch his. It, you know, put it this way. The question was, could he play center field or would he stay in center field? He played a really good center field this year, and he got better and better, and that's a great credit to Gary Jones, first base coach, outfield coach, and George Lombard. He, they coached him up, and he, he took it took it on. He worked very hard at it, and he got really good, and that's that's a good sign for the future. Hitting, he's 21 years old, had some ups and downs. I haven't talked to too many people objectively who look at him and say, yeah, he's going to hit for power. It, sometimes that's the last thing to come, but I think he showed us a lot in terms of being able to hit lefties, um, being able to hit in very calm presence at the plate in big situations. The numbers weren't great, but everybody still believes that this kid's going to be a very good hitter. But I think the biggest thing is a very good center fielder too. In that ballpark premium position, that was probably the best thing to come out of his year. Spencer Torkelson, a lot of question marks going into the off season. There's no question about it. And he went down to Toledo, came back. We were tracking kind of hard hits, plus actual hits when he came back. And for about 15 games, it was a lot of hard contact, just what the Tigers have been talking about. And then it was not a good finish until the two home runs and the double header. So kind of big question marks, but I think also this is going to be, he's 22 and talk to people around the league outside of Detroit. They still believe that this is a premium hitter and he will be a hitter, but sometimes it just takes certain guys longer than others. He's not the only one who's been a you know top prospect who struggled. So, but I think for him, it's going to be a, a winter dedicated to work on swing changes and things that he has to do differently next year because nothing's going to be guaranteed. I mean, he'll be the starting first baseman on opening day most likely, but they're going to they're going to be very direct well, in terms like of like you what said, you got a new general manager and he is not going to hesitate to put his stamp on the team. So we got a minute left. If yep. you had to, if you were a betting man, who do you think will not be with this club next year? I think you look at the low walk, high strikeout guys. I mean, Jamer Candelario struggled defensively this year and at the plate. And I would say that that's a big early decision. Um, but, you know, just think of, without naming names, look at the low walk, high strikeout guys. No, name names, because who- <laughs> no, nobody in our audience is going to do this without naming names. They're not like you, Dan. They, they, they don't, they don't know the, nobody but knows no, the roster of the Tigers. predict the roster, because if one of those guys then comes back, then it's like, hey, you didn't think I'd be We're back. We're not going to keep so. this tape any more than we kept the other tape. <laughs> I think your signal reaches a far a long way. <laughs> yeah. well. I would just say, Mitch, no, it, it, it's pretty clear. I mean, if you're going to add guys who can draw a walk, work in that bat, make contact, get on base, and make hard contact, then it's like, who will they replace? Fans can figure that out. 
All right. Figure it out, folks. <laughs> Do your Dan homework. Dickerson, the voice of the Tigers. You're Dan in the middle because about a game 120, Dan had nothing to talk about every night. Yeah. <laughs> and still talk. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's the trick. The challenge. All right. Great to hear your voice, Dan. Enjoy the offseason. All right, guys. And uh, we'll Thanks, talk man. to you again in the spring. KB. All right. It's 760 WJR.